Job chapter 2. Job's second test. One day, the members of the heavenly court came again to present... Why are they coming again? To present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Shaitan, came with them. Where have you come from? The Lord asked Satan. Okay, why does God keep asking him where has he come from? He likes it, you know. Like, where, did, where could he have been? State your ends. That's basically what it is. That G-checking someone. Okay, okay. So God is all about that geographical... It's the, it's the OG G-check. Okay, okay. Where have you come from? Okay. From now on, I shall be asking this to people. Came from my room. I came from the toilet. <laughs> <coughs> I suppose where you come from also states your business that you're doing there. There we go. Because when he said, I've come from roaming the earth, then he was like, have you considered? Uh, he, he knew that Satan was roaming the earth to find somebody. You know, he knew that Satan was jobless. So he sent him to Job. Job. Hey! That's a word. Job. I can't say I've been roaming around with your chest. Basically, I've just been wearing air, just walking around. Round, chest. Rounding, rounding, yeah. aimlessly. Hmm. I mean, God even knew the intentions of Satan. God. I, anyway, Satan answers the Lord. I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. Stop patrol. Just nosy. Stay in your yard. Then the Lord asks Satan, "Have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil, and he has maintained his integrity even though you urged me to harm him without cause." Shaitan replied to the Lord, skin for skin. A man will give up everything he has to save his life, but reach out and take away his health and he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence and he struck Job with terrible boils from head to foot. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. But Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. When three of Job's friends heard of the tragedy he had suffered, they got together and traveled from their homes to comfort and console him. Their names were Eliphaz, the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Naamathite. When they saw Job from a distance, they scarcely recognized him. Wailing loudly, they tore their robes and threw dust into the air over their heads to show their grief. Then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and nights. No one said a word to Job, for they saw that his suffering was too great for words. That's what you call, well, I don't want to speak too soon, but that's what you call friends. I'm not going to lie, that's what you call friends. Just sit, sit with me. Keep me company. They mourn and grieve with you. I mean, I can just imagine it now, throwing the dust in the air, walking. It's a little bit dramatic, though, honestly. Yeah, you made it look majestic. Yeah, like, you have to show that you're grieving. Do you understand? Like, you're making it known. I wonder what tribes they come from if we went back to Genesis when it talks about, you know, Shuhite. So I know somewhere, I don't know, let me see the names. El- Eliphaz? I did read, let me see, oh, my laptop's far away. It's too far. 
I think one of them was the is related to one of Abraham's sons. Mm-hmm. So Abraham had a wife with Kara something, and she was a. Okay, let me get it up. No, <laughs> no problem. You remember. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in this little thirteen verses, but there's a lot of things that happened. Again, this patrolling the earth, man of integrity. Then Satan just skin for skin. Like, seriously, what is his problem? That's someone that you call as bloodthirsty. He is, you know. Just relentless out here in these streets. And his name was named. But reach out and take away his health. And he will surely curse. First of all, how are you acting like you know more than God? Okay, here we go. Young man little interjection here so um this is what some people use to help decipher when exactly job the story of job occurred okay so of course they're in the land of uz uz was abraham's nephew the son of his brother so they see maybe the land of uz is named after him eliphaz his friend was the son of esau this son of esau had a son named teman and the descendants of teman were known for their wisdom and obviously, the book of Job is one of the wisdom books. Yeah. And then Bildad is called a Shehite, a Shuhite, and Shua was a son of Abraham through Keturah. Okay. So, basically, they relate to Abraham in some way. Yeah. But we all are, kind of. Mm. Um, See why the genealogy, genealogy is important. Lazim. Importante. Okay, so yeah, listen, we go back to the thing. How is he saying to God, he will surely curse you to your face? Like, God doesn't know what will happen. As if God, like... Yeah, but we know that the devil was just ignorant anyway. Um, was he, though? He's dumb. Or was he just trying it? Because God knows. Okay. God knows. Only God knows all things. So God knows that the, the end result, whether Job will or will not curse him. Okay. But the devil doesn't know that. He doesn't. He, how can he be so sure? So out of his ignorance, he's saying that it will surely happen because for him, this is what he knows of his ignorance. I don't know. I, don't know. I suppose that's why they say only fools be saying in their heart there is no God. Anyway. Um, okay, so his health. God says, do as you please, but spare his life. Of all the things that Satan could do, he gave him boils. From head to foot. And it says, Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. So that already seems that he was already in mourning. He was already in mourning. And I mean, then hurt himself in the process. deep, you know. But, I mean, the fact that we can have sickness is one of those things where it is as a result of, you know, the fallen nature of man. Disease and sickness uh-huh. and, and all that jazz. Okay. I think it just it just makes you really think about the fact that as good as you are, as righteous as you can be and all that jazz, blameless, you're that doesn't miss necessarily mean you're yeah, immune from suffering. You're not immune. And it doesn't mean that God is the source of that suffering. Whereas no, before yeah. historically Christians would see suffering as something from God, you know. Um, like this is God's will. If something bad should happen, it's God's will. It's not God's will, but even though it has happened and God's not the source, it, and it's not his will, it doesn't negate from the fact that God is still God and God is still sovereign. Yeah. 
Um, and you see that here with Job's response, well, I guess in chapter one, um, and even here in chapter two, where he doesn't ever, he doesn't blame God, he doesn't curse God. Um, I don't even know if he's gone as, as, as far to question God yet. No, not yet. Um, not yet. He hasn't. And the fact that he's telling them, you talk like a foolish woman. Yeah. His wife is even saying, he's still trying to maintain integrity. Curse God and die. What would he gain from that, though? He would, he, obviously, death. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is... She knows he would die. So what's the point, then? Yeah. What is the point? I think I think maybe because as humans we 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 want some form of revenge or some form of justification, some form of vindication, and in blaming someone. And then what would that serve her? Should he do that and then die? She was uncomfortable with his discomfort. Remember we talked about that one time about someone being more concerned with their own personal well-being than than your own well-being so yeah. they're more concerned with Sorry, how uncomfortable it. it makes them they're, feel they're more concerned about their own comfort, comfort yeah. than they are with your well-being yeah but she, is she not mourning too she lost everything that he lost uh, apparently not or the, or the woman's inheritance is the man so what the man has she has but she's ready for him to die, so I don't understand. That's Nothing why she... has happened to her, so she's just there. That's why she speaks like a foolish woman. But everything has happened to her. She's lost her whole, all her children. But yeah, but, she... Or maybe it was she's not blameless or walks with integrity, or so it doesn't hit her as much. Because we went, maybe it's also to do with the fact of how this looks to him as a man. Because it didn't say like their children. It was Job's child, children. Mm. Job's this, Job. So it's his reputation as a man that's more on stake than hers. Because you know the children of that you have, it's more a representation of you as a man. I guess, I don't know, in that society. Me not know, me wasn't there. But they just sat. I can dig that, you know. I can dig that, I'm not going to lie. I've done that in the past as well. Like when someone has shared like bad news or something, my first instinct is to just go and just say, I'm not good with finding the right words to say. I'm like, do you want some company? Or I'm coming over, I'll come and keep you company. And just sit. Yeah. Sometimes there are no words to say. Like it says here, his suffering was too great for words. Too great. Sometimes your presence says enough. But yeah, hold tight the friends that, you know... That ride with you, at least here. At least here. I mean, as the story unfolds, again, the story is unfolding, but as it unfolds even more, stay tuned.